We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter, who is in U.S. Open mode right now. But uh, we do have a special week coming up of a uh, podcast. You definitely want to stay tuned to this one and more down the line. Kyle, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm excited. We got some some fun guests coming up. How many different variations of We Are Back At It do you think you've uh, said over the last however many years we've been doing this now? I usually say it the same way every time, except for just now. I, as I was saying, I was like, "Wow, I didn't say it like I normally do." So I, I think I pretty stay pretty consistent with it. <laughs> well, but there, like, there's been like today, you it was different. You said we are we are back at it, and it was usually it's we are back at it. And yeah, Adam Wan, exactly. Adam Wan did a great impression when you were out a few months ago of your <laughs> of your of your we are back at it, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm grinding on the U.S. Open, excited to go up there, but uh, we've got some football and basketball to get to today. Uh, one, of the f- one of the first things I wanted to get to, Oklahoma State <laughs> uh, very loudly announced that it won the Bedlam Series, the Bedlam Cup. Do we even know what it's called? Does it matter because it's, uh, they lost in football? That's the rebuttal, isn't it? The one, uh, you know, like... Bill Simmons used to have this thing that, you know, all gold medals should be different sized based yeah. on like the achievement. Like the the Bedlam football trophy's got to be like 10 times the size as like the the all sports, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's cool. Like Oklahoma State won 18 to 10. They swept baseball. They went 2 and 1 in basketball uh and won most of the other sports as well, but football just matters so much more and like you and I were into the golf a couple weeks ago and you know like but football just engulfs everything in college sports and could eventually become its own league someday probably based on how much money is involved so yeah by the way the 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 uh, different size gold medal I thought I thought this year's master's winner should have got like uh like a green jacket and then also like half of like the pants. Like they should have got like a, a leg of, of pants because of how insane the field was. So like Patrick Reed should be walking around with like a green jacket, but also like part of the pants. So he should be wearing like the, the suit with shorts, like LeBron, yeah. just like half yeah. the pants. Yes. <laughs> the short pants. <laughs> uh, would, I agree with that. Yeah. That's just, be incredible. It's still, it's still crazy that, Reed won the Masters and has now gone back to being Patrick Reed. Like, what what happened that week? That is just it still baffles me that Patrick Reed won the Masters. But he'll probably he'll probably win the U.S. Open, go on to win the Grand Slam uh, this year. He's just he's just a guy again. He's yeah, just, I don't. He's he's not that good. But, but the mean, Bedlam Trophy though should be that crystal. That remember the Bedlam Bell? Yeah. Shouldn't that be like the Bedlam Series Trophy? Like, bring it out. It's got to be in like a closet somewhere. Like. Remember when I found Gottlieb's like assist trophy in this random closet <laughs> in Galgariva? Shouldn't like the crystal bedlam bell be in there somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. It should be like you get the rights to the 1945 uh, national championship uh, like banner thing. Like if you're if you're OU and you win the bedlam trophy, you get you get the rights to just like make fun of that for the, a complete year. <laughs> And if and if you're OSU, you get the rights to, you know, prop it up and brag about your national championship. Well, that's the rebuttal, isn't it? Has an OU fan made a Photoshop yet to put the five straight Bedlam <laughs> champs next to the uh, 1945 champions? 
That's kind of like the rebuttal. That's like that's the that's what I hate so much about the 1945 like uh, signage. It's just it's an immediate comeback for everything. <laughs> well, and and I go back to what you said. It's such an affront to the 2011 team. Yeah, they they stripped down the 2011 Big 12 champions uh, signage to put that up. <laughs> yeah. Something that happened 80 years ago and is totally not real. <laughs> Uh, speaking of 2011, we did something this week on the site uh, with our all-time favorite cowboy list, and we got a little criticism about this because none of us had Barry Sanders, none of us had Thurman Thomas, and part of the reason was because we were all either not born or like two years old when those guys were <laughs> were playing yeah, football. Shouldn't that be obvious? Like, yeah. So it was it wasn't the all-time best players. Obviously, it was the our all-time favorite. So guys that we had seen play. So I'm gonna. I'm going to roll through my list and tell me, uh, you tell me what you think about uh, these guys that I had on there. So quarterback, I had Brandon Whedon. I feel like that's, I don't even know who's well, do you second. Want to do, do you want to do both of ours position by position? Yeah, do you have yours? yours I'll give yeah, I got mine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got I got Whedon. There's, yeah, uh, like, of course, th- that was the easiest call, right? Yeah, yeah. You got running back. Uh, I got Joe Randall. I have two names written down. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to delete one. I have Joe Randall <laughs> written down, but I think I'm going to go with Vernon Morency. Wow, uh, I like two, that. 2000. I think uh, Kyle. I think Vernon Morency is the most underrated player in the history of OSU football, at least since I've been alive. Uh, Not Brandon Pettigrew. <laughs> Gundy would have you believe that. Um, but uh, he had 1,500 yards his senior year, and there, he had he had 230 rushing yards against UCLA. Like, yeah. That is unheard of for a running back. Like, I'm going with Vernon. He he wore the dark visor. Just there was yeah. so much to like, and it was right in the prime of my, like my freshman year of college. So a lot of good memories with Vernon. Pretty pretty. Didn't he play in the NFL for a few years? Yeah, he was with the Packers for a while. Yeah, solid. Um, wide receiver pro, might be pro easy. baseball. He's the original Kyler Murray too. He's a pro baseball player. He was older. He was kind of like Whedon a little bit. I think yeah. if I remember right. What are the A's doing, by the way? What are you doing, A's? Why why are you allowing this to happen? I mean, they got the number one overall pick at nine, and they're going to let them play football. Yeah, why? Because they can. I don't. I don't know. It's best. It's a great thing for him, but uh, I thought yeah. it was kind of too. It's amazing for him. Uh, wide receiver might have been easier than quarterback. Uh, you're right. I, I think I agree with you. Despite like, wouldn't this be like the most hotly contested amongst most people? Yeah, I I think, well, yeah, there, there's a difference between best and favorite. So for me and you, it's not hotly contested in terms of favorite. But right. I think with me and you, when it comes to best, it is like it's it's up in the air. But we, we both had Dez. Yeah, absolutely. You and I were in college when Dez was jumping over people for touchdowns. That, that's, yeah. OSU's never had a guy like him as far as, obviously, his, his talent level was off the charts. But like, wouldn't Dez have been like playing for the U in like 2000? Like, wouldn't he? <laughs> put, like, like that he was so unlike anything we'd ever seen at OSU, just as far as his aura and how, how good he was, but mainly just the, the style of play he had and who he was. So, Ken Dorsey. Any more number? Any remember? I think me and you have talked about this before. When we found out he was wearing, you and yeah. I were not friends at this time, but you and yeah. I had the same reaction when we found out he was wearing number one. Yeah. Just, I like ran around the front yard. I was so excited. <laughs> Kenny Dorsey throwing Dez fades in his long sleeve white baggy t-shirt. <laughs> yes. 
uh, tight end. I went, I went a little not off the beaten path. This guy was an all American, but maybe somebody that this guy, I was pretty young when this guy was playing. I had Alonzo Mays as my tight end. That's my pick too. Yeah. He was, he was a stud. I mean, him and like Marcellus rivers have kind of, since time has passed, have kind of morphed into the same tight end. Like they were back to back. (laughs) Yeah. They both had like the big neck flap thing in the back. Uh, but, they would just throw jump balls to Alonzo Mays. That's how athletic he was. Well, and they were like Mays, especially was the guy that's like, is that guy supposed to be on this team? Like he like <laughs> he like, he like stood out. Uh, um, uh, like amid, <laughs> I mean that that OSU team was actually pretty decent, but still, like not a lot of Alonzo Mays's rolled through Stillwater. Him and him and RW McCorders, you were like, oh, what? Who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, offensive line. We'll go offensive line and defensive line together. I had Russell Okung and Rashetti Jones. I had I, Okung. Uh, I wanted to go Charlie Johnson because he's a friend of the pod, mm. but um, I had to go Okung. He was, you know, top five pick and really super nice guy. I got to cover him when he was there. Uh, D line. I went with. I went with. Um, God. I think I'm going with Jamie Blatnick on D line. Yeah, I considered him. He was a quote machine. He was really good that that 2011 season. Uh, he was awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I want Rashetti. Rashetti's the I think the second high, second or third highest rated recruit ever for for Mike Gundy. Um, actually, he might be the the highest rated for Mike Gundy. I think he's the second or third highest rated recruit ever for Oklahoma State. I think he goes Bobby Reed and then. Dez and then Rashetti, I think. I think he might be third. So, yeah. Uh, it took him a while, but he eventually. Uh, I I don't know if he reached his potential, but he was certainly a, a solid player uh, in Stillwater. Uh, linebacker, who'd you have? Um, I have Donald Booker. Do you remember him? Yeah, two thousand nine. That two thousand nine defense is like a lost. Yeah, they were like, great. That 2009 season is just a huge what if because that's when Dez got suspended. Kendall Hunter. Kendall Hunter got hurt and Zach had one one arm. He was playing with one arm. <laughs> and it was not his throwing arm. <laughs> but that defense was excellent. I mean, they they really hung in there in Norman, you know, with no offensive support at all. They were they were really good. And Donald Booker was the heart heart of that team. So I'll go with yeah, him. Yeah, I had Andre Sexton. Andre Sexton. I just uh, say. Yeah, I know, but he was like that Andre Sexton was the guy when you're like, "Oh, they're playing they're playing the star position. What is that?" And then <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, Andre Sexton's the star." And then you don't you're still like not sure what what's going on, but he I he was just like I feel like he was there for he was kind of the Gabe Lindsay of the two of the 2000s. Like he was there for 7 years it felt like. Uh, but he was, you know, he wasn't like the biggest, most athletic guy, but he was just always really solid and, and played really hard. And uh, he was a, was and still is a great quote as well. Maybe the best quote ever. Uh, I think, Kyle, he holds the record for most career games at OSU. That's how that's he was. He was un- the game, Lindsay. <laughs> that's that's unsurprising to me. Because he started as a true freshman um, I think he started 13 games all four years. I think he has the most. That's crazy. Three, six, nine. Yeah, he played it. Did they make it to a bowl his freshman year? Was his freshman year in 05 or 06? 06. Okay. 
Did they make a bowl in 06? Yeah. Insight Bowl, wasn't it? Or the Independence? I think it was Independence. I, I don't remember. Beat, they beat Bama. They're 1-0 against Bama. That's right. Bama golf doesn't want none. Neither does Bama football. Yeah. Get get off me, Bama Twitter. They were coming <laughs> at me during the during the uh, the title matches. Okay. Oh, were they uh, really? Last few here. We got cornerback, safety. Yeah, we'll do cornerback and safety together, and then we'll hit special teams. Uh, cornerback, I got RW. I mean, needs no introduction. Two way player, return kicks, did everything. He was one of my all time favorites. Yeah, I had uh, I had Justin Gilbert. I had Gilbert written down, but I I, I got to go with RW. Just yeah. he was, you know, the best. I mean, yeah. Gilbert was awesome. Gilbert probably had a better career. I mean, in terms of accomplishments, but you know, again, I was really I was a lot younger with when RW was there, so he, well, he holds a special place. Yeah, and I sort of cheated here because I wanted to slide somebody else into special teams. I I. Re- I appreciated and remembered Gilbert more as a as a special teams player than as a cornerback. Yeah, but I I wanted to kind of shoe shoehorn him onto my team. Uh, I had Markel Martin at safety. I think he's probably the consensus for everyone, right? I think he's got to be the pick at safety. Yeah, I mean, I just so the, good. The Stanford game alone, the Fiesta Bowl alone, was just oh that hit <laughs> unbelievable. That was uh, Ty Montgomery that he hit, the guy who's been a, been a really good player for the Packers. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, and then my special teams player, I was texting with somebody who said the two most athletic players of the Gundy era, were, uh, just from a pure talent standpoint, were Dez and my guy, Prentice Elliott. Prentice Elliott. Forgot about him. Yeah. He's your what? Your kick returner? Yeah, just special team. It just had to be a special, oh, special team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was gonna put uh, Parrish Cox as my special teamer. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, I like probably the best returner in school history, both kicks and punts. Really, I'm surprised you didn't have Jacob Lacey on your team. I'm a defender of Jacob Lacey. I will defend him <laughs> as long as time allows. Unfairly <laughs> criticized by Kyle Porter. <laughs> Imagine if he wasn't out there, how bad it The guy played in the NFL for like six years. Obviously, he was pretty good. I know. I know. He did. Uh, okay. That was fun. I think we're going to do some more lists similar to it. Uh, basketball is, is going to be a really fun one that we do. So we'll, we'll revisit some of those over the over the course of the summer, over the next 60 days before football really gets cranking. Uh, Evan Epstein's Carson- probably upset we didn't pick him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about. I thought about it. All these uh, I, people who've been on I the just, podcast are going to be going to be upset. Yeah, I probably should have because it's not like I really remember Russell Okung. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I like I don't watch the offensive linemen. Sorry, Adam Wallen. Never, <laughs> never, never watch the ball, but I always do. Uh, okay, Carson, we need to get to our guest of the week if i can find my uh my sheet here we've got uh we're talking to somebody who is in charge of the eddie sutton documentary christopher hunt is his name and um he's been working on this documentary for a long time now i I can't actually remember how long but uh, he's been doing a great job with it i've seen a teaser that's coming out uh we're actually releasing this on friday so it, it came out today everybody listening to this has probably already seen it it's unbelievable 
And I just want to talk to him about the process and just about what he's found interesting about the whole thing. So it's time for the Coop Works guest of the week. Coop Works bring great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the bold DNR Belgian strong ale, or the refreshing horny toad blonde. For your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coop Works and please remember to drink responsibly. Okay, we've got Chris Hunt, Senior Creative Director of uh, the company 1577 and overseer of the uh, Eddie Sutton documentary. Chris, how's it going, man? What's up, Kyle? It's going well. How are you? How, how did I'm good. How did the fifth How did 1577 what, what's the backstory behind the the company name there? Well, the company name is something that my business partner, David Tester, uh, came up with whenever he started the company. Uh, it's the year Sir Francis Drake uh, set out to uh, uh, sail, sail, sail the globe. And it's all basically, one sort of short is it's just like uh, uh, there's a passage that he wrote about going, setting out, following your dreams, uh, you know, uh, living, living out your life life goals and uh yeah man that's kind of where the that, and he set out to sell in the year 1577 and so that's the name of the company you've been working on this eddie sudden documentary for a long long time just tell us how it the, the, <laughs> I, I don't mean to make it sound like that you have put a lot of effort yeah. into it was my point and just how did yeah. the, the idea come about and what made you want to make this film well, um, it's a great question. Um, so I've been doing documentary films for a little bit. Um, I've directed a couple. And um, about, I guess, now it's been like two years ago, um, I was wanting to really do a sports documentary and had no idea what what um, what I wanted to do, per se. I just knew, I was like, I, I'm into sports. And I, I thought, you know, I want to do sports films. So um, being in Oklahoma City, I was like, man, I really want to – I look for stories that are, I feel like, relevant nationally that, but are something that I can perhaps do locally. That makes sense. And so just kind of thinking and thinking and, you know, this Naismith thing comes up every year and Eddie's always, you know, passed over or has been, you know, for the past several years. That's that started to irritate me. And honestly, man, I, it must have been in springtime with like March and March Madness happening and everything. And I literally, like, you can ask my wife or whatever, I'm like the hardest sleeper ever. I sleep in, you know, or whatever. But I woke up at like just out of a dead sleep at like 3 a.m. And I was like, Eddie Sutton's story. Like, Eddie's, Eddie's story. And I was like, he's my guy. And I literally just did not fell back to sleep and just thought about it. I kept it to myself for a couple of days because often, you, I mean, you guys know, I'm sure, like if you're an artist or whatever, like you get these ideas and then like, you you know, you let them sit for like 24 hours and you figure out, oh, that idea sucks, right? Like that idea, that idea is trash. Well, so I, so I didn't tell anyone, including my wife, and I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to sit on this for a few days and see see if this is an idea worth pursuing and so i finally like kind of mustered up the courage to um tell dave about it my business partner and and i i, I presented it 
presented the project to him just to see what he thought, if he was even thought it was worth pursuing. And I mean, I told him the project and he was like, hell yeah. And so, and so we kind of went from there and then I was like, well, what now? Because I don't know Eddie. I don't know their family. I mean, like, I don't know anybody. I'm just some guy, you know? And so, uh, I, I, I was lucky and I guess fortunate enough to know someone up in Stillwater who I thought perhaps could maybe like get the ball rolling a little bit. And, and, and it turns out he did. And like, he made a couple phone calls and, uh, next thing I know, like, seriously, I think like three weeks later, a month later, I'm in like Eddie's living room with Eddie and, and his son, Steve, and like pitching this idea to him. And, uh, that was pretty surreal. And, uh, they thought about it and thought on it. And just, uh, a couple months later, uh, said, yeah, we want to do it. And so then the whole craziness started. So that was kind of, that's kind of the story on that. And and how how far along is the project? We're we're releasing we're taping this on a Thursday, but we're releasing it on a Friday after the teaser that you have made has has already come out. And uh, okay. the the teaser I have to say is is awesome. Like uh, you know, I've seen it. I showed it to some of our guys, and it, it's it's truly incredible. It's got Bill Clinton, John Calipari, and yeah. you know, all all these people. I, I'm curious about how far along you are on the project and, and just how it's shaping up and, and how pleased you are with it so far. Sure. So we're probably in my estimation about 80% shot on the film or maybe 75, 80%, um, as, as it stands right now. Um, and so, um, as far as what we've done so far, I gotta tell you, Kyle, it's been, I don't know. It's just kind of a dream project, you know? I mean, like, um, some of the experiences have just been incredible. Like, you know, stuff I'll never forget. You know, interviewing Bill Clinton was obviously just kind of ridiculous, you know? And it was it was just really cool. Um, he was super awesome with us. And, uh, you know, same with, same with, like, I don't, know, I don't know how much you guys want to get into it, but, like, even like it, like in Kentucky, you know, I mean, like those weren't like four great years, you know what I mean? For Eddie and, um, one of them was, but like, they weren't like great. But I mean, everyone out there was like super cool and like super like willing to help us out. Um, like Rupp Arena, <laughs> that was amazing, dude. Like we, um, we just kind of, we didn't, we didn't just show up, but we kind of did. And <laughs> the lady that, the late the lady that ran Rupp was like so cool, and we ended up getting getting to film inside the place, and, and we filmed Rex there, Rex Chapman, who's one of Eddie's all time great players, and and then we filmed three other, we filmed uh, another couple players along with Rex inside the arena, and then we like totally overstayed our welcome, and we shot inside an empty room, you know, for like three hours after and they finally kicked us out, like literally, like people were getting ready to start cleaning and doing all this stuff. I think what happened was actually we got lucky because I think it was supposed to be a Foo Fighters concert there that night or like the next night. It's so like, but uh, what, Dave Grimm or somebody got sick. I'm not making this up. Like they got sick and their concert in Lexington got canceled. And so <laughs> Rep was like there, there for us to be able to film it, which was like amazing. So, 
that was cool. Everybody in Arkansas, Eddie, was like a huge rock star in Arkansas. Um, you know, in Fayetteville, uh, and so we kind of did the same thing at Bud Walden, and uh, of course, I played at Barnhill during Eddie's day, but Barnhill's being used for like volleyball and stuff like that now. So anyway, um, they, they were great. Um, we we were able to reunite the triplets, which for people who don't know, that's just Sydney Moncrief, Marvin Duff, and Ron Brewer. They were part of the 1978 Final Four team of Eddie's. And uh, I don't think that happened very often, so it was cool to have them just like sit down and be able to reunite and like talk. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I mean, dude, just like, just really cool moments that I, it wasn't lost on me. Like whenever we were in, whenever we were in Kentucky, for instance, like, you know, Kentucky's a obviously huge basketball program and such a blue blood and a, you know, tradition rich program. And like we're in their practice facility and, you know, that's where we film coach Calipari and in their practice facility inside Rupp, you know, went to their locker rooms, all this stuff. And I mean, like it was not lost on me, man. I was living like a, you know, a, a 10 year old Kentucky fans dream. And like that meant a lot to me. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, you know, you just try to take that stuff in as, as you're, as you're working, you know, you try to take a moment and just be like, this is pretty damn cool. Like people don't get to see this very often. Um, it's definitely kind of a peek behind the curtain a little bit. And so, you know, the same thing's been true at Oklahoma state, you know, I mean, I've been going to Gallagher Arena since it was Gallagher hall, you know, and like, you know, to be able to like be in these places that, you know, we as fans kind of, I don't know, we just cherish them so much. We're such a big part of our lives. It's like, it's, it's a neat experience. And so I, I don't know if I'll ever work on another film that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of this cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just fun, man. I just love it. It's so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just talking. Yeah. To you, but like, no, no, Chris, I'm, I'm, well, I'm curious. I'm curious how that meeting with Eddie went. You know, you went to you went to his house, talked with him and and his son Steve. Like, obviously, it was surreal just being at, at Eddie's house for a guy that OSU. But like, what was your pitch to him, and how did that conversation go? Oh man, how did that go? Um, I was probably just really, really nervous. Um, <laughs> It went well. They were super cool. They were super inviting. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I just told them what we were there for, um, uh, and and what my interest. And I told them, you know, basically kind of what got the project started, which is what I told you guys about just being kind of irritated about this nation of all game and all this sort of stuff. And and I think I got lucky in a little. It, you know, we got lucky a little bit just with the timing of it all. Um, Eddie and, and his family, they're very private. and um, But I think now is a really good time to tell his story. Um, and so I think there was just a comfort level there. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they went and saw our work and, and was comfortable with that. But I, I, just, I just think that... Um, you know, nobody else is telling this story, right? Like, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, 
ESPN's like, like knocking down their door to be able to tell Eddie's story or, you know what I mean? And like, like, so there's that part. And frankly, that part was a little kind of irritating to me. And so like, if no, like it opened the door for me, or at least gave me the confidence to be like, you know what, if no one else is going to do this, I'm going to. And so, um, I mean, I guess that's, that was part of it. And I think they probably appreciated that. And, I don't know, just, just talking with them over time, just built, built trust. And, um, because a lot of this stuff is super hard to talk about and, but it's stuff that so many people in America, um, deal with or know some, you know, have a very close family member that's dealing with things such as addiction or whatever. And, um, and it's, I don't know, there's part of me that just wants to be like, it's okay. You know I mean? Like, Tons of people are dealing with this stuff, and and uh, I don't know. But I think it's viewed differently. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, I think it's viewed differently in 2018 than it is in 1985 or 87 or yeah. even 2000. You know, well, uh, <clears throat> who who, the, who that you have interviewed has has surprised you the most, or been the guy that, or 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 woman that you walked away and and said, "Wow, that person was awesome." Like I could talk to them for ten hours. Um, Rex, Rex Chapman was amazing. Um, Rex is a, um, I know, you know, I don't know if many Oklahoma State fans will remember Rex and those Kentucky teams from the, from, from the, from the eighties. Um, but Sean told me kind of before I interviewed him (laughs) that Rex was pretty, you know, he was good. And so, um, and and Rex was like the king of Lexington. I mean, they call, back whenever he played, they called it Rexington. I mean, he this guy was a rock star, like big time. And uh, um, he he's just very open and honest, and very just articulate. And um, he he has you know those guys, you know, like Doug's got that too, right? So it's like. Like they're just guys that are charismatic and play well to camp to the camera. And uh, yeah, Rex is a dude that I wouldn't mind hanging out with, you know, just just you know whatever. Um, like he, it's, he, he just is a good dude, and I think he has a really good heart. And um, I was real nervous about going out to Kentucky. Um, and and just well, and not that I was, I don't know, say nervous, but like you know what I mean, like you never know what you're gonna get, and like are people gonna be. Yeah, sorry, I can't say that, can I? Um, people are people gonna be jerks or whatever, and like, uh, and so, uh, you know, you just don't know what you're gonna get. So like, but everyone was uh, everyone out there was like super accommodating, and and you know they they respect Eddie so much. Um, and I'm not just saying that. like they actually they really do. Um, I'm sure he has his he has his detractors out there. Don't get me wrong, but like you know, there's plenty of people in Kentucky that love Eddie and love Eddie Seven. Um, so he was a guy that was awesome. You know, I mean, you guys know Doug. He's he's great. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's I've been kind of I've leaned on some journalists who like lived it, um, and they were really great. Uh, gentleman named Bob Holt over in Fayetteville was amazing. Um, Jerry Tipton in Lexington at the Lexington Herald. He was in the teaser for a quick second. Um, he was amazing. 
Uh, Barry Trammell in here, Oklahoma, was amazing. Uh, that was super nice, by the way. Um, yeah, he's the best. How, yeah. how was Clint? How was Clinton? Oh, dude, Clinton was amazing. Clinton. <laughs> oh yeah, Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. You know, you go there and you feel like. For people who know, don't know, just let me back up a second. So Bill Clinton was a law professor at the University of Arkansas whenever Eddie was coached there, and they became friends. And that's why that's why um, uh, Bill is kind of relevant to this story. Um, and uh, I think they consider each other to be dear friends. And um, President Clinton was, was fantastic. I mean, so do you want me to tell you a story about that real quick? I, I could be pretty fast. Do I want you to yeah. tell me a, a Bill Clinton story about Eddie Sutton? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I can be, <laughs> yeah. I can be pretty, okay. I can be pretty fast about it. <laughs> so we so we filmed we filmed him in um uh we filmed him at the Clinton Foundation headquarters. This is pretty funny. So, so we're up in so it's in New York City, right? And so um, we go up there, and I we so it's David and I, and then I. I have have got a couple of really great film friends up in New York that helped us out on that shoot, and so and as you can imagine, it's like pretty hardcore, and so like we you know security and all that sort of stuff, and so they are moving offices, right? So um, this building, I swear to you, dude, like it's like totally cleared out. It's like a ghost town on this floor that we're filming on, and there's nobody there. And so, and we're told, like, you know, me, like, like I, I'm like, with all of our sets and everything that we do our interviews on, I'm like hyper, like, you know, want to control everything. Right. And so, and so here they're like, okay, you guys are going to film in this room. And I'm like, well, this room, this room sucks, you know? And like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, this room is terrible and it's going to look like trash and it's the president of the United States, the former president of the United States. And <laughs> I'm kind of having a mild panic attack. And I'm like, can we at least just put film it in like the hallway here so I can maybe get some, you know, some depth of field and maybe I can like, you know, total like turd polishing. Right. And so like, so, and they're like, no, absolutely not. And so, um, so I'm like, so we get into this room and they put us in this, old room where they're video like i guess they must have had like a staff like video guy or whatever of course it's long gone and and i'm i'm dude the room is a wreck like a, an absolute wreck it looks like it's it's terrible and so we all just kind of look at each other and they're like uh, he'll and they're like oh by the way you have an hour and so most of my normal interviews that we've shot I try to give our crew at least two hours to set them up because, you know, we really want to try to dial stuff in I and mean, it's a movie. And they're like, have an hour and the rooms are wrecked. And so we just panically just start like, okay, this goes here, this goes here. You know, we find this like book sh- bookcase. We're like literally taping. There's nothing, there's not like, it's a bookshelf, but there's no like book holders. So we're like using gas tape to like tape all the books together to make them look like they're so they can at least stand up. Like <laughs> I, I grab a, I, I found this photo. This is like you know artwork to put behind him. I like found this photo, and literally we can't nail it to the wall, so we just like taped it to the wall where it's like out of the camera <laughs> sight and stuff. Like it's it's incredible, dude. I mean, it was just 
it was such it was so chaotic. It, but we did it, man, and we got we like got it done in an hour, and it actually looks pretty good. And and man, just like so, we're up there, and I mean, we're probably on like four forty something, you know, or whatever. And 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 then there's that moment, and we had we had it all kind of ready, and 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 then there's that moment. You, I heard his voice first. Uh, then he like turned around, turned the corner, and you're just like. Jeez, and and you know he's dressed up in his presidential <laughs> presidential suit and all that. And you're just like, oh my god, here we go. And so yeah, yeah and then you just sit down, you just sit down, man, and just like they're like, and literally, man, he's like people, his handlers or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> gotta, I mean, they had like a stopwatch over there, man. It's like you got 25 minutes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty intense, but I was, uh, we were all, I should say, just after that was over, I mean, it was just an experience. I I don't know, it was just crazy. We uh, had a couple beers afterwards. (laughs) I feel like I just would have been sweating nervously the entire time trying to get Bill to talk for in that in that allotted time slot but uh i guess what is your like plan for this movie do you want to release it uh like what is what is the way people are going to be able to consume this and what's your kind of plan for it once you uh complete it so that's a great question and um i so the plan is i guess um definitely part of the purpose of this teaser right like I, I don't know if I said this at the beginning, or not, but part of the purpose of the teaser is to send it to industry type people, which we have, we have good contacts in that world. And, um, uh, and also we're, we're still in the process of raising the funds. It's all independently produced. We're still in the process of raising the funds, um, for post-production. And so just for your audience, I know they're not sometimes, um, and wouldn't expect them to know like production is like what we're doing right now, filming and, and, and lining up all these interviews and getting everybody scheduled and paying for lights and sound and all that kind of stuff. And then post-production is obviously, uh, maybe not obviously, but it's the editing pro- process. And so putting the film together, making the story come to life, you know, mixing sound, mixing color correction and all that stuff. So part of this teaser is to um, raise awareness about the project and, hopefully attract um, investors for the project so we can have the monies raised to be able to complete post-production on it. Um, and so, and that, I don't know, I mean, any of your listeners or, or if you guys are, oh, yeah, you're running a blog, trying to raise money for the blog and, and pay your staff and all that, it's hard work. And so, like, doing that, is, it, it's difficult, believe it or not. And so, that's that's part of what this teaser is all about to show people like, Hey, you know, this is a real film. We've got very, very real <laughs> people in it. And, um, it's hopefully people think it's shot well and edited well. And, you know, we have access and all the things that are required for a great film. And so, uh, so once we, once we do that, um, and by the way, they can contact Dave and, Anybody out there is interested in investing, which we can walk you through that. But uh, uh, go to the website. Uh, anyway, after the, after it's done, we can, um, you know, we're going to obviously enter it into film festivals, um, and 
hopefully some distribution things could come from that. Uh, often they do. Um, and then uh, just it, it's part of the journey. Um, and so just kind of uh, uh, kind of taking it, taking it as it goes. My, my, Obviously, our, our number one goal is just to make the best film we can possibly make. And I know if we do that, then things, good things will happen. And people are going to be able to watch it, not just here in Oklahoma, but across the nation. So that's really the goal. And uh, I don't know, but but we're not quite to that part yet where I can tell you, hey, it's like tune in to, you know, whatever channel or this streaming service and you'll be able to see it on such and such date. We're not there yet, but... We are we are pushing really really hard to get it to that point. So documentary films take forever. That's one thing I'm like big boy documentary films like this they take forever. And um, sometimes it's just the story that causes it to take forever. But you know I mean we've interviewed um, tens of people now. We're we're I think we're approaching thirty or something like that. Um, and and just everyone's schedule. I mean, you can imagine like all the scheduling and, and trying to get on people's radar and all that. It takes, it's a lot of work. So I'm very thankful for our, our, our staff and, and everybody that's working on this project to bring it, um, bring it to the screen. It's filmmaking is definitely a team sport. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like we have a really good, really good people around us that are, are bringing it to life. And, uh, I, I have I have just such high hopes for it. I hope everyone out there loves it. It's it's a it's a passion project for me. And you know, like I said, uh, you know, I've, I've grown I've grown up. I know OSU guy. I mean, we can sit here and talk about you know meaningless OSU sports from like 1983 all day long <laughs> or something. But like, but like, but, but I just but I'm really trying to bring an objective eye and uh, uh, bring being you know, trying to bring soul to it. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I just hope people enjoy it. It's kind of my little, it's kind of my little love letter to OSU and Eddie Sutton, you know what I mean? And sometimes there's like crappy stuff in there. <laughs> what, what's the, what's the website where people can go and, and potentially, uh, help, uh, fund the project? Sure. It's, um, eddiesuttonfilm.com. Okay. And you you can email either myself, which is just Chris at fifteen seventy seven productions dot com, or Dave at fifteen seventy seven productions dot com. Both of us are neck deep into this thing and um, can help answer any questions or just we'd love to hear from you. Um, and our most active social media account, for whatever reason, is Twitter. Um, and so. We really we have a Facebook page and all that, but it's frankly not crazy active. Uh, but like uh, the Twitter account is Eddie Sutton Film, I guess at Eddie Sutton Film. Um, and so I think that's right. And so you can follow us along on Twitter. I try to like where we try to post just like stuff throughout our journey. Um, sometimes we have some pretty amazing takes on OSU sports. Um, <laughs> We dip into your arena. Um, no, uh, we just try to keep people like maybe some like behind the scenes photos and just kind of what we're up to. Uh, obviously, whenever we release something like what we release on Friday, uh, the teaser, uh, it all goes out via social. And, 
Yeah, I just appreciate, I mean, I just I would just say I really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate the Oklahoma State fan base. I appreciate the Arkansas fan base, Kentucky fan base, all, everybody out there who's kind of interested in this thing. I know Eddie, um, Eddie and Eddie's family um, appreciates it. Um, and uh, I think I can speak for them. And um, it's just really cool um, to be able to do a project that I know means a lot to a lot of people um, about a guy who we all really, really admire. And so uh, it's an honor to do it. I don't, and it's not lost on me. I take it very, very seriously. And uh, it's just super cool. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot uh, in terms of dipping back into that treasure trove of artifacts. Uh, we're we're mm-hmm. going to do our uh, <clears throat> we're going to do our uniform uh, portion of the uh, of the podcast and ask you what your favorite uniform that you've seen in the archives is. Doesn't have to be Oklahoma State related, but first, let's get to this week's uniform throwback. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. So. You've seen you've seen a lot of old footage, a lot of old Desmond Mason footage, a lot of old Sean Sutton footage, a lot of short shorts. Um, probably some, <laughs> probably some good some good Arkansas uh, uniforms. What's been the, the one that stood out the most? Um. So, I and maybe it's just because I was a kid. And I think sometimes uniforms that were worn during your like kid days maybe mean something to you. Um, so we're talking OSU basketball right now. Yeah, or it could be. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll say Oklahoma. We'll we'll, we'll leave it with Oklahoma State basketball. I, okay, cool. So I my my personal favorite OSU basketball uniforms are actually maybe the Bill Sulfair basketball uniforms, and here's why. Um, I really love this. Sh- I don't know if you guys remember these, but, like, the shorts, they were the short shorts, but they had this, like, cool triangle on the side of them. Like, it looked kind of like a triangle or maybe, like, home plate, and they had, like, a bucking bronco in there. You know oh, what I'm my. talking about? Dude, they're, they're righteous. And those uniforms are really, really cool. And I will say that it's something I think Sean brought back to, or Eddie and Sean brought back to Oklahoma State. I, I can't get enough of the black road unis, man. Like, those black road unis are sick. And th- those, that era was like, with like country and um, actually Sean and those guys, like that 91, 92 era. Andre Owens. You guys remember Andre Owens? Oh, yeah. Like, dude, like, those unis are pretty, pretty sick. And, like, I went back and watched them play. So, all-time uni matchup, maybe, would be Oklahoma State versus Michigan in that Elite Eight game. Yeah, That was, like, a fat five. Dude, that was, that was pretty top-notch. And talk about a great game. Oklahoma State probably should have won that game. But, uh yeah, that was an amazing uni matchup. Because, um, I mean, you got to, I mean, Michigan, they were like trendsetters, you know? And so, and the OSU had the blacks. Oh, gosh, that was amazing. Um, you guys are just talking my language now with the uniform. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, what's your favorite uh, 
what's your favorite football uniform, man? Oklahoma State wise. Uh, uh, I go. I well, I loved the helmets that they wore for homecoming last year with just the numbers on the side. Oh, those was, are awesome, man! It was, un- it was unbelievable. But I think I, I, think, I remember going. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think Carson and I both go back to the, the Barry Sanders unis, wishing that they would bring those back and, and use them as a throwback in 2018, 2019, something like that. <laughs> oh, man, those are great. Like, so, so I remember being in the stands and like, okay, so my, 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 my father, shout out to my dad, he'd bring me to games, you know, and we would be one of the like 29, 30,000 people in Lewis, Lewis Field. And, I, we actually, I started doing the games, I'm old enough that I barely remember, I kind of remember Jimmy Johnson era, okay, like, just kind of, I'm, I'm old. so that dates me, people will figure out how old I am, but like, I kind of remember it, and the Jimmy Johnson unis were sweet, like, black helmets, kind of this rusty orange jersey and white pants, to me, those were pretty, those were pretty incredible, and so, I loved those, and occasionally, they would wear black, black, white, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, if you old anyways those were pretty sweet too so this was like OSU's, OSU's always been kind of weird with uniforms right they can't ever figure out like what orange they are and like <laughs> like they've gone through like eight different oranges over like 40 years but like anyway back then they had this black orange white so I loved that and I remember whenever Pat Jones became coach he switched them to white helmets and I'll be honest I thought they were so boring and I thought like I just wasn't a huge fan of those and um anyway so whenever Oklahoma State signed that deal was it 2010 or 2011 whenever they started kind of wearing all these really cool uniforms yeah it's 2011 yeah 2011 all right so like 2011 I just I I was screaming for them to go black helmet orange I, I guess Black helmet, orange jersey, white pants. Just kind of a throw throwback to the Jimmy Johnson thing because I thought that those were just great. And I'm like, like man, I've been waiting like 20 years for these guys to like throw those <laughs> throw that combination back on the field. And so they finally did it right against like you know, West Virginia, the homecoming game where they actually wore like with the old brand and everything on the side. That was like, oh man, that was just the best. <laughs> yeah. My uh. My favorite throwback was in your uh, was in your your teaser trailer that we all watched was uh, the Gottlieb era. We showed Gottlieb in like an orange jersey that they wore. They would only wear it like maybe once a year, twice a year, which made them even cooler. I feel like because they didn't really have orange uniforms back then. That, that's my favorite. So yeah, that one. It's um yeah, it's definitely baseline jumper. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, those those orange unis were so those. I mean, so to, I'm I'm like Desmond's age, right? And so um, that's whenever I was in school there. And so um, uh, those orange unis were sick. Um, actually, those basketball unis right there, those are. That's like kind of a toss up for me between those and like what I mentioned, like super old school with like Bill Self and that that crew. But like um, those unis were amazing, and like. Uh, I gotta say, can I? I, I love the cut in the tra- I love the cut there too, by the way, because it's like Scotland's bringing it up, and they're in white unis. And then he passes it over to Des, and they're in orange unis. Like 
little subtle stuff like that I'm doing just for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it just for like you know these like hardcore like Oklahoma State fans. Nobody cares except for like us crazy people. And so, um, yeah, man, I love that stuff. And then the Lucas shot, of course. Those are cool unis too, by the way. Um, were you guys at that game? I, I, I was, was not. I was, I was not on, either. I was on campus in Stillwater, though, and that was kind of fun too. <laughs> I was there, and so it was. Um, it was like the most incredible uh, atmosphere ever because it was like eighteen thousand St. Joe's fans, and then there was like two thousand of us. And I lost my mind on that. So, like little stuff like that. Like that's maybe my favorite ever. I mean, that is a big statement, but that is maybe my favorite ever. Um, OSU sports moment, um, and so of course I'm going to put it in there. Uh, but <laughs> um, but but I think I think it's my favorite. I don't know. There's been some great ones. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, They're... I've seen some, some really great, really great wrestling moments too, which are like high on my list. Um, that's uh, that's what I played. And you don't play wrestling, but I wrestled growing up and. and that was a big attraction. Oklahoma State was the wrestling program. Um, yeah. So I got a bunch of great memories with them as well. But anyway, yeah. For sure. I talk hey, a lot. Chris, thanks for your time, man. The The project is unbelievable. Uh, everybody uh, can check it out on our site, and uh, I'm sure we'll continue to get updates into the future. So thanks for your time. Best Absolutely. of luck, and uh, congrats on uh, how much you've gotten done so far. I really appreciate it, guys. And I, like I said, I appreciate everyone's support. And um, just stay tuned. And we're working really hard. There's a team of people working really hard to make it the best it can be. So uh, thanks for watching. And um, thank you guys for all, all your support. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Talk to you later. All right, man. See you, dude. Bye. Okay, Carson, uh, I want to wrap that up. But first, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly. Shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay. A lot going on there. From Bill Clinton to Bill Self uniforms, I, I I loved it all. I mean, how cool for him to get to work on a pro. I mean, that's his PFB, right? Like getting to start something like that and put it together. And and he's done an um, they've done an unbelievable job so far. And I I can't wait to see the the finished product. Yeah, it was just awesome to hear just how excited he is about everything, and really just OSU sports in general. But you're right, he, you probably have to. Uh, understand what he's going through more than anybody with you know create creating his passion project and and getting it to kind of come to fruition and i I just got to say that the teaser trailer gave me chills like i yeah i i i know eddie sutton's like an important figure in like my my sports history and fandom and all that but but watching that like just 
it, it brings all those feelings back you had when you when you watched him coaching the team and hearing all those guys talk about uh, how he coached them and all that stuff. I just I was really moved just by the teaser trailer. So I, I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, yeah, everybody can go check that out. We've got it up on the site by the time you hear this. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back beginning of next week, Carson, with uh, I think one of hopefully one of our uh, one of our guests that we've been trying to land for a while and uh, talk to him and then uh, maybe preview the U.S. Open a little bit before I head off to New York. Sounds good, man. Mount Rushmore guest coming up soon. Can't wait. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk to you uh, very soon, Carson. Sounds good. See you, man. See you.